0: All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media.
1: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
0: Tig. Cheryl. What do we talk about today? Are
2: we t- <laughs> We talk about some tough guys, punk rockers. Tough guys. Yes.
0: Yeah. Curse words. Uh, flight spotters. Uh, there's a there's a <laughs> false alarm. Braggadocious alert Yes, you really did a braggadocious alert And it was not called for (laughs) Shall we just get right into it? Yes, we shall Okay, ladies and jerks, welcome to Winnebago Man It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s Hey, nice to meet you, Tig, I'm Cheryl Hines Hi, Cheryl, I'm Tig Notaro Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes, yes
2: a podcast about documentaries Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly Furious frogs fiddling faintly Five furious frogs fiddling,
3: faintly I am the first ever podcast And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps
0: Let's get started I'm so ready Tig and Cheryl True story Hey Tig hey Hey Cheryl hey <laughs> Um how are you? I'm doing well I don't know if
2: I told you, but Stephanie and I started doing transcendental meditation.
0: Oh, did you start? You said you were we going di- to.
2: Yeah, we did our all of our training, and
0: uh, we've both been uh, doing it. Can I ask a question? Do you Do you sit when you do this, mm-hmm. or do you lie down? You sit with your legs crossed? Well, you sit however
2: you feel most comfortable.
0: Because how long are you there? Well, it's twice
2: a day, 20 Whoa. minutes each time. And so what we do is typically when we wake up in the morning, we do our 20 minutes. And do you set a little timer? No, but it's okay if you kind of open your eyes and look at the time and then Mm. you close your eyes and you get back into it. It's interesting because I've noticed that I'll meditate for 15 or so minutes before I even think to look at Mm. the clock. So that's what surprises me the
0: most is that it's not like it flies by, but it kind of does. That's so interesting. And then to get into it, I mean, you don't have to tell all your secrets, but is there like mm-hmm. a, is there a specific? Of course, there is specific way. Is there a chant or is there a?
2: No, you just you get comfortable you just make sure your body and however you are most comfortable sitting up whether it's in bed or in a chair on the floor whatever you want to do and I personally when I wake up I sit up in bed okay and then you take you know a minute or so to just kind of get your bearings Mm -hmm. and then you go into it and you are assigned a mantra that you repeat Is it different every time, or is it the same? It's the same mantra, and it's. But do you guys have the same
0: mantra, or you have different ones? Nope you uh, You have your own.
2: Assigned your own mantra after you've met with your instructor. They they decide what your mantra is, Mm -hmm. and then that's what you repeat for twenty minutes, and Mm -hmm. then you come out of it, and you spend like two to three minutes just not repeating your mantra, and just kind of being quiet still with your eyes closed and then you quietly slowly come out of it open your eyes slowly so it's about a 25 minute practice each time so you do that in the morning and then some point in the afternoon but not before bed
0: why not before bed
2: sometimes it can actually through meditation you can What she said was you can sometimes have a lot of things surface, Mm. maybe some deeply buried things Mm. or whatever. Ah,
0: That you might have to process and deal with.
2: Yeah, or it just you might get the opposite reaction and it might actually make you more alert. Mm. So she said it's best to give like an hour or two before bed. But what I try and do is meditate around 8 in the morning or so. Between seven and eight, and then um, meditate between like three and four in the afternoon. Mm. But it's definitely something you have to schedule. Yeah. And what really appealed to me about it was, you know, people, of course, the first thought is, oh my gosh, I don't have time. 45. I know. That's right. 45, 45 minutes, almost an hour.
0: Yeah. Who's every got that day? Kind
2: of time? And then it's like, I've, I heard somebody who is very, like has been doing transcendental meditation for decades said, you actually end up having more time in your day hmm. by taking time to meditate, having the clarity, clarity. yeah, I don't, I, yeah, and focus. And, mm-hmm. and that really is what spoke to me where I was like, oh, that for some odd reason makes so much sense to me.
0: I mean, it does make sense. Yeah.
2: I've also heard people say to others that say, oh my gosh, I have no time. And then they say, well, look at your cell phone and see how much time you're spending on email and um, I'm just looking at media. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that will tell you you actually do have free time because you might be spending, you know, there's people that are like, oh, I'm on my phone 10 hours a day. And it's like, yeah, oh that's my crazy. Lord.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But mm-hmm. if you're spending hours on social media or hours just watching TV or something, you might have time to incorporate this.
0: All right. Well keep me posted because I'm curious to know, like God, do I need to add this to my day? i don't,
2: I'm we're we're enjoying it. I mean, you know, we're only um a few days in. Well, no, we're like a week and a half in, but it's still um it's a nice thing and it's nice to connect not just with ourselves but with each other because we're both doing it yeah you know that's nice yeah and we can do it together we can meditate at the same time which is also nice
0: that is really nice I don't know if I have I don't know if I have that kind of focus like wh- I told you I don't one, I told you one time Rachel Harris and I did a we did a guided meditation did I tell you this <laughs> I actually don't know maybe you have I probably have tell me again Thomas have I told you this Anyway, we do a guided meditation and we were the only two there, which already made us laugh and that's not Mm -hmm. helpful. And this poor person is like, okay, it's actually Mm -hmm. not a funny class. But so we're lying on the floor and she's talking us through it and we're going up a, we're supposed to see ourselves going up a mountain and what does that path look like to you? Is it straight up? Is it windy? Is it paved? Is there no path? Are there stairs? And we go through this whole thing. By the way, both of us fell asleep. Rachel and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she woke us up. After an hour, she's like, you guys have to leave. And Rachel was like, yeah, the whole time I kept thinking, oh, I bet Cheryl's over there like making her own path up the mountain where I would like the stairs. And I don't want to take the stairs because I know you're over there. Like, I'm going to take my own path. I'm like, Rachel... <laughs> You really missed the point of this meditation. <laughs> Why are you worried about what kind of path I'm taking up the mountain?
2: But yeah, I need more. This story more. does not sound familiar, by the way.
0: Okay, good. And look,
2: i it's hard for me to focus, yeah. but it it's a nice... I don't know. I'm enjoying it.
0: I'm okay. enjoying it. I like it. And I'll keep you posted. Keep me posted. Okay. And how are you? How am I? I'm good. I'm knocking on wood. I feel really good today. It, it, ask me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel really good today. Yeah. Good. But, you know, I do yoga and I, ugh, the whole time I'm just like, just let's get to the end where we get to lie on the mat and not do anything for five minutes. So you don't
2: enjoy the actual process? No,
0: I do. But I'm, if I didn't have that little five minutes at the end, I would just probably leave angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. which also is not the point of yoga i'm quite sure yeah it doesn't feel like it Mm-mm. okay um shall we talk about the documentary
2: yes let's talk
0: about okay. it okay uh today we are talking about winnebago man it's a 2010 documentary directed by ben steinbauer it investigates the mysterious life of jack rebney after a clip of his winnebago commercial outtakes goes viral Winnebago Man premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival and is available to watch on Tubi. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to talk about this film unless we hear from... Had you heard of this documentary? No. Mm-mm. I had neither. No. I wasn't familiar with the I didn't viral... know what I was getting. I honestly thought it was going to be a guy going across the country into Winnebago. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Do they make Winnebagos anymore? There's no way to know. Yeah. Yeah, oh but Tommy says yes. So it's almost like an R V, you know, right? Right. So the documentary, it's all about this guy, Jack Rebney. Mm-hmm. And he did a <laughs> he did a Winnebago sales video in nineteen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. And he was like the actor. That mm-hmm. was showing you all the different features of this Winnebago.
2: But wasn't he also an actual salesman?
0: I guess he would. He wrote it. I couldn't tell yeah, if he was an actual salesman. <laughs> he was responsible for this industrial tape, this industrial film.
2: And how did you feel when the movie started? When you got his vibe, and when it, and you thought you were getting the vibe of the movie? Like how how were you feeling?
0: I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I was surprised that I hadn't heard of this. Like, I really thought mm-hmm. I had my finger on the pulse of comedy and all things cool. So I was surprised that I hadn't heard about this. How did you feel? I
2: was on a real roller coaster with this documentary. Because mm. out of the gate, I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> I'm I'm just like, okay, guy cussing a lot and getting frustrated. <laughs> like... It
0: didn't. It didn't amuse me personally. I was just like, <laughs> "Well, I know." Uh. And being an actor too, you feel like, "Okay, this is like, this could be on the day on any set, on any day mm-hmm. that you're shooting." Also, I
2: think there was a part of me that felt like, even if he has this attitude, it felt like you weren't really witnessing somebody with a lot of anger. You know what I mean? It was like like fr- he frustration. seemed. Well, and he also just seemed to be in the moments where you see him break or laugh or have a sense of humor or say something funny, it just didn't seem like you were really seeing an angry man oh. that was frustrated. Oh, is how, how I, I felt. felt. It. Oh,
0: I-, I felt like I felt it. Well, I think we should Okay. I think we should play this clip for people. Okay. So, so okay. just know, so this guy did this. They shot for two weeks. By the way, that's a long time <laughs> to shoot this mm-hmm. in a Winnebago. <laughs> and it was Could really have taken hot. taken a nice trip. <laughs> it was really, really hot. And um, so they compiled the outtakes of this mm-hmm. guy, Jack Rebney, trying to get through this shoot. And mm-hmm. if there's anybody out there that uh, gets offended by... F words, S words, words in general, then c- 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 close your ears. They never say horny. They never say horny. Okay, yeah. here's Jack Rebney.
3: All right, here we go. That, uh, what do you mean? i got to be able to move. That's crazy. Here we go. The Winnebago Concepts and Engineering Departments have developed a multifunctional bathroom. Privacy, I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. I wonder what the fuck the real dialogue is. What the fuck is this thing? All of the windshield, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. That didn't sound for shit, did it? Well, what we're doing is we're building a fucking industrial film, trying to give these guys everything they can get to me. that's it, fuck it all. It's gonna be very helpful in keeping you from falling down, you big, dumb son of a bitch oh fuck 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 oh fuck shit tony do me a favor will you please will you will you, will you do me a kindness
1: please. yeah i think i'm going to be walking in and out if we're going fuck up and i gotta come back
3: i don't the that make any difference to me at this juncture thank you very much i appreciate that tony don't slam the fucking door no more
0: <laughs> honestly the more I heard him, and the more they showed it, the I was uh, I was laughing so hard because he he it really does make me laugh. <laughs> so, oh my god, I was so the opposite. I was you like, were like, oh, look boy. good, this guy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, uh, and I have to say again, it was up and down for me. Uh, but that was my
0: initial uh-huh. feeling. Yeah, I couldn't imagine where it's going to go from here. Mm-hmm. So these guys, they shot this film, they edited the outtakes together, and then they gave them to Winnebago <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because they could not stand this guy, Jack Rebney. And they it mm-hmm. sounded like they were kind of you know angry that they were stuck with him for two weeks. And somehow somebody saw this tape and they made a copy. We've we've really been involved in VHSs the last few episodes. (laughs) They made copies and they made copies and they kept sending it out to different people until it was all across the country. People are sitting. Except for me and you. Except for us. We did not see it. But you have people, Dan Brown, the director of American Detective says he's seen the clips hundreds of times. Kent Osborne, the writer of Spongebob Squarepants, keeps a copy in his backpack. (laughs) And then popular phrases from the clips include, my mind's a piece of shit this morning. I'm blinded by this hot light. And would you do me a kindness? And fans of the tape make copies and then give them to friends. Yeah, so those phrases have been referenced in TV shows and on films, and I didn't realize that until they showed him
2: Yeah, I didn't. I missed the whole thing.
0: <laughs> they had it's been on Surviving Christmas, Boom Boom Sabotage, 30 Rock, and TV Carnage. But you have people, like, saying, can you do me a kindness? <laughs> Which is weird. I mean, it's a weird way to say it, but hmm Now I know. This is like, are you a bull? You bet your sweet ass I am. Now we know we mm-hmm. know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. somebody said, would you do me a kindness? You'd be like, I don't know what that means. Are you talking about a favor? Things like that.
2: Cheryl, did you see Thomas raise the brake? I'm
0: ignoring it. No, we have to take a break. <laughs> Ignoring it,
2: <laughs> we're gonna have to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back on Tig and Cheryl, True, True story, story to talk about Winnebago, Winnebago Man. Man.
0: The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't
3: get any better than this.
2: And we are back on Tig and Cheryl, True Story, talking about Winnebago Man. And if this is the first time you're-, you're Tuning in. Joining us. Yes. Yeah. This is a podcast- About, about nothing. Documentaries. <laughs>
0: Well, um, we d- but it, is, it does involve a documentary. It involves one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We do mention a title of a documentary, we do. but sometimes we end up talking about
0: meditation for a half hour. <laughs> for 15 minutes. But anyway. Yeah. Today we're talking about big Band and uh, Jack uh, Rebney. And people like to call him the angriest guy in America. So, Ben Steinbauer, mm-hmm. he wanted to find Jack Rebney, he wanted to find mm-hmm. him. Because he wanted to see what he's doing now, you know. Mm-hmm. Although, before we get to that, I mean, one part that I thought was so sad, you know, at the beginning when they were showing when, at the very beginning of time, when mm-hmm. video clips were going viral and mm-hmm. just how much that could really impact somebody's life. I felt so sorry for that. What the high school kid that was doing. The Star Wars? Yeah, with a I don't know what it was, a golf, a golf ball catcher or something, golf yeah, ball something. scooper, something. But he was dancing around with a acting like it was a lightsaber, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Lightsaber. Which is fine, I thought it was cute, but then apparently it went viral even back then, people making copies, and then they started mm-hmm. editing sounds, music, whatever, and-
2: superimposing him and yeah just and just
0: like humiliating him mm-hmm. and that guy they they talked to that guy and it was really hard for him mm-hmm. like he really struggled
2: it was so interesting to see that and i'm not faulting the filmmaker here but it's interesting to because i think it's good to bring up that these things humiliate people but then it's also like but you're also highlighting.
0: We're doing a whole film
2: about The it. humiliated. We're
0: doing a whole film about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's um, complicated. Yeah. But it's good to highlight it, but it's also bad to highlight it. Because you're showing the kid again. Right. But anyway. You show,
0: yeah, you're bringing up the hurt. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And then Aleski Vayner, Vay- Vayner, he had a judo video with tips for success leading... To the coining of the term cyberbullying. So Aleski, mm-hmm. that was also sad too. I didn't see anything wrong with it. When it was a guy who was given tips on life and showed him mm-hmm. ballroom dancing and I mean it was odd. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was odd, but <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: but but does that person need to be humiliated? Attacked by an entire planet.
0: Yeah. I don't remember Michael Sarah doing a parody of it. But also if I did see it, I wouldn't have even known it was a parody of it because I didn't see it to begin with. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. I never saw the Star Wars guy.
0: I didn't either. But I I probably wouldn't even know what it was supposed to be to begin with, because I'm not a big star. You don't Wars even guy. know what a lightsaber is. I didn't. For a long time I thought it was yeah. called a lightsaber. Yeah. A and lot it's of not. <laughs> small
2: children think that too.
0: Um okay. So Ben The filmmaker, Ben, Um, he reaches out to Winnebago Industries (laughs) to see if he can find Jack, but they want nothing to do with Jack or the video. (laughs) I really would have liked to have heard that. He's like, hey, I'm just trying to track down Jack. No. But the funny video, no. Um, But he does get in touch with the cameraman, Mike Welkel. Welkel? Welkel. I don't know. It's I don't wel- know. It's or is it Welky? No, Welkie, No, Welkel? Thomas, is that Welkel or snarkble? Welkey? Snarkble? <laughs> it does sound like snarkble. Snarkble? Welkel? Wel-ble? Welkel? Oh, Welkel. Okay, Mike, Welkel. Okay. And, and a few of the crew, and they recall the shooting being like 12 plus hours a day in the heat of August, and Jack was just a jerk to everybody. And, um, you know, that's a long that's a long two weeks of being a jerk to people if you're the one Mm, trying if you're just trying to do your job and this guy is like calling you names (laughs) and yelling uh, you've had some of those days
2: well i had when i first moved to la and i don't know if i've told this on this show but it doesn't matter um, again. yeah here it comes what is it bluebell ring a ding ding yeah for two days i worked for i think i talked about it on here and we can bleep out the name but What is that guy's name, Thomas?
1: Yeah. uh
0: Fafa. Oh, that's so weird.
2: When I first moved here, just like yelling at me, humiliating me. Were you in the shoot? I was a production assistant and he was doing this green screen thing uh, and he had like this body suit on and like (laughs) I had to hold this heavy cord behind him (laughs) and everywhere he jumped and moved, (laughs) I had to like kind of guess where he was gonna go. And if I didn't, it kind of tugged on him. And he just, like, just screamed at me and humiliated me for two days. And then the craziest part is that years later, I got uh, an email from my manager a few years ago saying that this person, Wanted to meet me backstage that <gasps> he and his wife were big fans of mine.
0: Shut And I was like. Uh, and I was
2: he like. No no, he did, had no idea. He had no idea. Of course not. No, he had no idea that I had been a production assistant for him. And so I told my manager, I was like, I don't want to meet. The, I don't want to meet this guy. I've, I've already met him. And I, <laughs> I have a terrible. You know his essence. Yeah. I was like, no, thank you. And oh, so. Uh, and God. that continued to happen. Where he would reach out, and he'd be at a show, and he wanted to meet me. He and his wife wanted to meet me.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. And then, um, years later. Yes, you married him. I was him. at a very intimate dinner party, mm-hmm. and there was one empty seat at the table, and this dinner party was in New Orleans. There's okay. one empty seat at the table, and in walks that guy. Uh-oh. He sits down across from me and I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my God, how on earth is this happening? And I had told the director I was working with in New Orleans, I said, you know, I I couldn't even believe the timing because I had told her, I think I'm gonna write an email to him and explain that I was appealing. Right. I thought would have been a good he,
0: idea. Yeah. Just to like and clear that, the uh, air and just be like, Look, I don't have to Yeah, good here's why I'm hesitating.
2: Right. But, you know, you you lost it asshole. on me yeah for two days so i'm happy to re-meet you but i just want to let you know that i can't meet you without me not saying this and so the director was like you have to show me this email before you send it to his person and so i was at that direct that dinner with that director mm-hmm. and stephanie and in walks this actor he sits down And we're all nudging each other like, oh, my. We had been talking about it Mm. that day.
0: Oh, my God. And
2: then he didn't make eye contact with (gasps) me. He didn't talk to me. He ignored me the whole night.
0: Because you had said no so many times or who knows why? Don't know why. Okay, go
2: ahead. Don't know why. And then uh, we can bleep this out. It was the house. Uh So she's in (laughs) this room uh, in her office. And everybody was like in different parts of her house. And I, Stephanie and the director, and I all walked in to say goodbye to her and thank her. And he walked in mm-hmm. to the office, didn't look at me, Stephanie, or the director. He said his goodbyes to her. And then he turned to me and he said, Good night, Tig. And he oh. walked out. Oh, that's the only thing he said. <laughs> and I was, we were all like, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Isn't that crazy?
0: <gasps> Whoa. So you never yeah. told him?
2: No, I never sent the email. And we all just left going, I mean, he clearly. He just thinks you're rude. I, he's so iconic. Mm. And he's especially iconic in the comedy world. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he probably couldn't figure out why I wasn't so open to him.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know? I know. I I was hoping that you were going to say. So at dinner, I said, you know what? You're <laughs> probably wondering why I've never wanted to meet you. And it's because those two days I was a PA no. and you were a real jerk. And I sat there
2: trying to look at him because I was ready. I realized, oh, he's seated across from me. So I'm going to have to talk to right. him. And I'm and I'm going to acknowledge this. And I was looking at him just like, I was just waiting for him to look my way. Right. He was directly seated across from me. And
0: never. He did not,
2: mm-hmm. never looked at me, nothing. He just looked at everybody else. And, and mm-hmm. I've never heard from him again. <laughs> I've never run into him again. Oh, I've never God. worked with him again. Um, oh and, uh, my God. Yeah, crazy. Uh,
0: it's true. I mean, sometimes you work with somebody who's just such a jerk. Yeah, And they make it so hard on the crew. They make it hard on mm-hmm. everybody.
2: And obviously, it can be hard. Long it, it long is. days, long run of days. Yes. But also, I think it's understandable when people get moody or they're short right. or they're right. whatever we they need a days. beat. Right. Yeah, you have those days. You have those moments. But yeah. the general vibe of just like... Don't, don't yell at, at that at person. Or humiliate. Yeah,
0: trying to humiliate somebody. <laughs> it was rough. That's That rough. was
2: not my specialty to run around <laughs> like a troll behind someone holding a heavy. Holding their cord. Yeah, holding their cord well, so it didn't pull I mean, on them. So
0: it's possible that he was in some sort of getup that he didn't want to be in, that he was annoyed of about. Of course. But yeah, why is he also- taking <laughs> I I mean, he created the show. Right. He created created the show. So this is like Jack Rebney. Uh So, right, he's he's the one that wrote this. He wrote the script and talked about the Winnebago. He knew he was going to be in this Winnebago for two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Why is he mad at everybody else? (laughs) And you're right. It's hard. I mean, it it seems like it's really easy being an actor, but there are aspects of it that are very difficult because Mm -hmm. you have to know your lines Mm -hmm. and everybody's staring at you while you're doing your lines and you're also Mm -hmm. like whatever that is wearing five inch heels and you've got a thing digging in your back and your battery pack or your green screen suit (laughs) it's like burning a hole in your back and you're just trying to like get through this day get through the shoot and then if somebody's you know doing something that's holding you up, it's like, come on, guys, yeah, please, yeah, I'm begging yeah. you, can we just get yeah. through this? Yeah. So you have all those little personalities going at once and it's it's a real pressure cooker. I feel bad
2: for the people that have to do like
0: water scenes. Oh. Or I've done a rain scene in the freezing mm. cold. Rain scenes, and they are always cold because it's yeah. they're just rain machines. And you know it's yeah. coming and you have to act like you don't know it's coming. Ugh, <laughs> and you it's just wait for the rain and act yeah. like it's fantastic. Yeah. I got this <laughs> um, Jeremy Sisto in the rain when I was doing Suburgatory. It was so cute.
2: <laughs> <Rag-a-docious
0: alert. laughs> well, it's we have cute. to take a break it's, oh my god and finish your story i well, are well, we'll just take gonna say it's cute for the first take yeah it's like that was great you guys And they're like mm-hmm. all right let's blow out the hair get the makeup touched up go mm-hmm. and change your clothes and oh right
2: like, yeah we're gonna
0: do it again you guys That's didn't get hell. it <laughs> And then you know it's all coming and you're like freezing down to the boat and you're just acting like you're so in love and can't wait to kiss in the rain. (laughs) All right, we can go to break. We can go to break. All right.
2: We will be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: And we're back on Tig and Cheryl. True, true story. story. Okay, Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jack. It's true. All right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna barrel through this. All right. <laughs> ben tries to find him. He hires a um, private investigator, and mm-hmm. they found him at the top of a mountain in north Northern California, where he lives alone as a caretaker of Rock Creek Lake. Which also, I thought, was kind of weird that there was so much personal information about where he lives. Mm -hmm. because the whole thing is about how he just wants to live alone by himself on the top of a mountain and it's like here's where he lives, Rock Creek Lake at the top of this mountain in Northern California. It's like wow, okay.
2: But I mean isn't that also where you go does he really want to be out of touch? Because he was out of touch but also very available.
0: Yeah. When the time came. Yes. So... Ben goes out there, he films him, and Jack is acting like a really sweet guy in khakis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants to be alone and is very calm. And yeah. Ben's thinking, okay, well, maybe, you know, that's the end of the story. He was angry with it 20 years ago and now he's calm. And mm-hmm. then Jack starts reaching out to Ben. The end. <laughs> should we do some spam mail no um then jack starts reaching out to ben i mean at one point did you think oh my god did jack kill somebody and we're gonna get to the bottom of it oh that was just maybe me. i guess that always comes up on a documentary yeah i'm just like jack, okay like, who did you kill get ready yeah i found a dead body in the backyard yeah. when i was looking for this firewood a murderer jack is not a murderer i just want to mm. let everyone know as and far as we know right <laughs> well as Earth, we know (laughs) that's not what we're here to tell you. So Jack reaches out to Ben and he's like, By the way, that's not really me. I really am an angry man and Mm -hmm. I don't like people. And I have a screenplay that I've been working on, I have a book I've been working on. And Ben says, Okay, can I come back out there?
2: Here's the thing when people say they don't like people, yeah, it's because they've been hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it reminds me of. Tough guy, punk rocker people. Yeah. It's scary to approach them. But then it's like, oh, it's all from
0: pain. Pain. Yeah.
2: And I actually feel, and not to spill beans, but I feel like that's what I came around to with this documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you're being rude and you're living in the woods because you got hurt. Yeah. It's not because you were just born angry, mean, yelling at people. Yeah. You're actually sensitive and you got hurt.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's my feeling. I think you're you're right. Jack has a very good friend named Keith Gordon. Very sweet. Keith, I think, lives in Vegas. I don't know why that's important. And I don't even know if that's true. It's not in the notes, but it's coming from my memory.
2: (laughs) We should give out his address.
0: (laughs) But at some point during the, the making of this film, Jack went for a walk and got disoriented from his glaucoma and mm-hmm. uh, he lost his way. The local sheriff had to come find him. And for some reason, like that information got out to people, mm-hmm. which is odd. How, why would that information get out? That doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> he wants to now set up a video blog for Jack. So mm-hmm. Jack can get his thoughts and information out to the world on the internet and Jack doesn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then he takes some, listen, the, the long and the short of it. <laughs> he Jack doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to connect with the people online. He doesn't like young people. He thinks they're all idiots. And um, his sweet friend, Keith comes to visit. He brings some wind chimes, which by the way, I despise wind chimes. Do you? Oh, my God. I I actively don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot relax around wind chimes.
2: So you would for sure not be able to meditate with wind chimes. Oh, no, I would not. You would become a Jack. Wagner. What's his
0: name? uh, Rebney. Not Jack Wagner. That's a completely different person. (laughs) No, but wind chimes, because I, I mean, I hate to brag, but I have Mm. very good hearing. Mm. (laughs) So wind chimes or anything that's in constant motion, I just listen to it. And Mm. Mm -hmm. there's, and I can't get a break from it. I'm like, oh my God, the wind chimes will not stop. They don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. They chime. They chime. But by Mm. the way, Jack, uh, what, uh, Rebney. Loved his wind chimes that his friend Keith got him. Mm Don't know why I'm throwing that in there. And, okay, now Ben wanted to take Jack to a film festival where they Mm -hmm. were going to (laughs) show the clips of him cursing. Yeah. And – Again, I I don't quite understand why it's so
2: hilarious to see an adult (laughs) curse. If this was a small child saying all this,
0: I would laugh. Listen, I have mm-hmm. to tell you, when they were, then they showed it again in the theater. Yeah. I was laughing so hard. I don't know. It really made me laugh so hard. Oh my God. I, don't, I can't that tell you. That is where you, we are
2: different people. We, dif- we differ. I truly was like, oh boy, why yeah, is boy, this, this funny? freaking thing this again? Adult man frustrated and cussing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The young crowd loved him and he loved talking to the kids and yeah it was very sweet and he you know kind of seemed to find his people. Yeah, he really came around. He came around and he took pictures with everybody and that's
2: where I he he got me. Like I
0: Yeah, you were like okay.
2: Yeah, when I was seeing him take pictures and smile and And uh, be gracious. And I just thought, oh.
0: Oh, he does like people. Yeah,
2: it's like he's a little angry punk rocker. He got got hurt.
0: By the way, He put
2: spikes on his jacket.
0: There was something about. Because in the video when he's um, cursing. (laughs) There Mm -hmm. were a lot of flies (laughs) at the shoot. Mm And he was like. Cursing up a storm at the flies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that makes me laugh. And I don't either. Um, they gave him a fly swatter at the at the film festival. What was it called? It was called the mm, Found Footage Film Festival in San Francisco. And uh-huh. um he took pictures with everybody holding the fly water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's and that's basically the whole. That's the Winnebago man in a nutshell. Yeah. What'd you say?
2: Um, For sure.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think I think why it made me laugh so hard is because uh, maybe because I am an actor and I have been in scenes mm-hmm. where you're shooting and. It's something, right? There's like a bee that's buzzing around the other person's head and you're tr- you're trying not to break because, you know, you got to get the shots. <laughs> but there's a lot of bullshit going on all the time. Yeah. But yeah. as a disciplined actor, you don't like you don't stop and, and shout at every little thing that's going on even though you'd like to
2: well I'm not a disciplined actor I'm just uh, finding myself acting I remember one time on One Mississippi there was an extra that was sitting on like a bench or something that had severe hiccups (laughs) that would not stop and it was so funny They were like, I'm so I'm so sorry. And we had already been filming, <laughs> oh, so no. we couldn't like move this person out of the shop. Oh, and they couldn't no. stop hiccuping. Oh, my Lord, was that amusing for me. That is hard. But, yeah, I thought it was funny. And I was like, I'm fine with this being in the shot, in the somebody shot with that, hiccups in the background.
0: I'm sure I've told you this story. <laughs> with Richard Gere, What I was in a movie with him, and, and we had in the film... I'm in a car. We're all in a car accident together. And hmm. I die. And he pulls me out of the car onto the yeah. riverbank. Okay. So we're shooting this, right? And it's like cameras. It's a big deal. This is like a hard shot. And when he pulls me onto the riverbank and I'm dead, so I can't move at all. I just sure, feel I ants it. crawling on me. Oh. <sighs> but did I move? No, did I tell the ants to go fuck themselves? No, did I want to? Yes. <laughs> did you wish you had a fly swatter? Yes. <laughs> but imagine if every actor that's like playing dead, there's something going wrong that you're like, yeah, you want to move, but you can't. There's a crane shot. There's a camera. Like you're next to Richard Gere, who's like crying because you're dead, and you can't. You know, you've got ant. You're just gonna have to take it. Yeah, just take the ant bites. Anyway, yeah. That's the name of my autobiography just take the ant bites you got to take the ant bites go
2: cheryl hines <laughs> yeah but i i think that the like i said the beginning i was like oh i don't yeah. care about some old guy that's angry. angry yelling at people it just did nothing for me but then going on this road with him Seeing him so defensive with the filmmaker who's like, then why are you doing this film? Why are you writing a book? Why are you I doing know. any of this stuff if you don't want to connect with anyone? And it's such a perfect example of when somebody is so defensive, it usually is it
0: indicator it's indicative that of, of something. Yes. Yeah.
2: And so here he is being met with just utter joy and kindness and right. he's so happy.
0: I and that's know. like that's all he. he it's, but you're right. Like talking about somebody who, you know, was like, oh, I, that didn't bother me. Being, I don't need anyone. Yeah, I, that did. All I didn't they're care saying about is, that. I
2: need people help, help. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, me. truly, and so, and you, you have. I, I had that feeling when I saw him. I. It broke me, where where I felt like I was the Jack person through the documentary, where I was like, oh god, oh.
0: and then <laughs> it turned you into an angry person. <laughs> and,
2: but it, and then it broke me, and I was like, oh, Aww. I'm so I'm so glad that he had this, and yeah, because he clearly kept being drawn back to connecting with people I through his writing and through t- saying how he felt in the documentary. And it's Did not like Dick Cheney. It had that feeling of just somebody that had been hurt or burned yeah. or humiliated yeah. one too many times. There's no world where he could just say, you know what? Yeah, that hurt. And
0: I would like to say how I feel. And yeah, he would never he said it didn't matter. He didn't even yeah, care. I don't care. He didn't even i
2: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'll shut this whole thing down. You, it, it, it's like, what? <laughs> and if then you when,
0: really have no interest, you don't even pick up the phone. right? And then when Ben, the filmmaker, wanted to ask him about his marriage, his previous marriage, I guess, mm-hmm. or had he mm-hmm. been married or like he, yeah. he got angry at that question. If he wanted to ask him about his childhood, he got angry at that. Mm-hmm. But I do love that Ben would just, Jack would just be yelling, you know, I'm not going to fucking talk about this. And Ben's just standing there with a the microphone. <laughs> but I do feel like
2: he played into a character. Like, I don't yeah. think he's genuinely this, like, angry and man. I think all he the time. takes on this curmudgeony, yeah. like, I'm going to yell and cuss. and But you can tell there's, there's a sense of humor under there. And he mm-hmm, knows he's mm-hmm. being the curmudgeony crotchety old guy. Yeah. And so that was a part of me where I was like, okay. Really?
0: Okay. okay. Tig, are you ready for final thoughts? I am. <laughs> it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. Did you? No, I didn't. But I was happy at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I did. I actually did cry because... There were outtakes even at the end that were making me laugh so hard. Oh my god! I don't because understand. I knew how much that camera crew hated him, and just like <laughs> the idea that this actor is just wasting everybody's time
3: yeah. with
0: yelling at the flies, <laughs> yelling at the PA. I not know made me laugh. It really just made me laugh so hard. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to be one of these people that when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to watch this. Uh-huh. Because there is sometimes, and I shouldn't admit this because maybe this is a pro- problem. But there are like, you know, there's a, co- a compilation of videos from newscasters. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I really, well, really made me laugh. Like it's something that goes wrong because there's one guy and he's reporting about birds in the tree. And he's yeah. like, you know, there's so many birds. You wouldn't believe it. And he look, looks up and a bird poops in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm on board for that.
0: But then, but maybe that's humiliation. And now we're being mean to the newscaster. Right. Right. I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm sure there's some people that, that are, are like, oh, that would be it. funny. And some people that are like, that is not okay.
2: You know, I had a humiliating thing happen when I was being filmed once. Braggadocious. Okay, where was it? I, I was doing uh, an appearance on Conan and it was in the middle of when I was like really sick and my mother had died and it was the day my girlfriend and I broke up. I was filming mm-hmm. Conan mm-hmm. and I was telling my Taylor Dane story and I completely blacked out not blacked out, but I went blank Mm -hmm. because I was just very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with these series of things that were going on in my life. And I couldn't believe I was taping something while I was in the middle of this. Yeah. I mean, we truly broke up just two hours. Yeah. And I was already feeling so unstable with everything in my life and so I go on I'm telling this story that's true it's not even oh I made up
1: a thing material
2: and why am I not remembering it because it's like this series of events actually happened and I'm just recounting them and it's a funny story I was blanking and blanking and the audience was looking at me and they were all nervously laughing and I was like oh I said I'm I'm sorry I'm 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 blanking and they were laughing and they, and I said, Oh, you think I'm kidding about bl-. I was like, and I was just having this back and forth with the audience. And then I finally was able to finish. And then afterwards the producer came into my green room and he said, Oh, Hey, listen, because I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm in my head someplace else. I'm going through some stuff. And, um, and he was like, Oh, don't worry about it. Um, we'll just, we can edit it to, to make it, you know, seem like that didn't happen. And I said, you know what? And I think it was kind of part of this time period for myself in 2012 when everything did fall apart for yeah. me, that I just had this feeling of, I don't care. Right. I'm yeah. I'm losing everything anyway. <laughs> and so I just said, you know what? I kind of think I want you to just put it out there. If you're okay with it because I think people might be interested to see and I'm kind of okay, I'm I I said I personally if somebody was going through that I would want to see it. It it's yeah. so voyeuristic, you know.
0: And human, it's Yeah.
2: Even though people didn't know why I was right. going through that, I was still fine with people seeing me fumble and fail and and so I said, "You know what? If you're okay with it, I'm okay with you leaving it with me fumbling." And uh, he was like, "Oh, okay, um, all right." And I think he was trying to like process, like, "Okay." And <laughs> okay. So, um, so, that's that was out there. And then I remember people asking about it, well, asking about it, and then I think even writing about it, like, "Oh, is Tig? This is an interesting appearance on TV. Did Tig? Is she? Is she does to, she know what she's doing? Right, is she meaning to do right, that? Like, right. it, what's happening here?" And I was
0: like, yeah, I, I was mm. really Keep struggling. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I like that. And I think that's what people like about you. Cause, you know, you're authentic. They love to see me struggle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. People love it when other people <laughs> struggle, it makes them feel yeah. better about themselves. Yeah. So that's out there if anyone wants to see well, it. I'm going to Google it. Uh, Tig, who were you attracted to? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's only one answer. Who? It's Ben. Ba- uh, Bauma- what's his name? Oh, the filmmaker? Yeah, Steinbauer.
2: Oh, Adorable. and you know what? I actually knew a guy in this movie. Oh,
0: who did you know? Yeah.
2: This guy <laughs> named Charlie. He lives in Austin and he used to, um, and maybe still does, book the comedy at uh, South by Southwest. Oh. At the festival. Oh, interesting. In Austin. Yeah, so okay. I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's Charlie!" Oh, hey Charlie, hey. But I'm not attracted to Charlie. Charlie, I, 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 I adore you, wonderful guy. But um, you're not. Yeah, I guess I'll it. fight Cheryl over Ben.
0: Okay, Ben. Um, this is a true story. Talk back. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> Do you have anything to say to Ben or Jack? Ben. Yeah.
2: I liked your movie, and I, I'm glad I hung in there. Because I was just, I'm sure it happens a lot that this guy rubs people the wrong way for whatever different reason. For me, it wasn't like that I can't deal with somebody being frustrated or curmudgeon or whatever it is. I have my curmudgeon moments. But I, yeah, I would assume there's plenty of people that this guy rubs the wrong way. But I'm glad I hung in there. Yeah, yeah, it made me kind of reflect on stuff about myself and other people. Mm. and.
0: You're yeah. really getting deep.
2: I, I didn't get
0: that deep. And Jack, we see you. It's coming from a painful place and let people in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Let people in. Let us in, Jack. That is all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Confessions of a Superhero, which you can watch on Pluto TV and we'll also be joined by a special surprise guest. Before we go, would you like to read some true fan mail?
2: What if one week I just said no?
0: No, no thanks. <laughs> but yes. Yes, of course. But you know what? Before I do that, I just have to, you know, we have a, an Instagram account, taking Cheryl, mm-hmm. true story. And I just love, you know, Aiden, our Aiden, the vacuumer. Yeah. He posted on the Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. um, show, he said, actual fun fact, my mother- Yes, the mother of Aiden, the vacuumist, (laughs) 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 was featured in Australia's Playboy the exact year as Pamela. She's kind of the Pamela Anderson of Australia, and I'm the Brandon Lee. Oh, wow. (laughs) Is that the cutest thing you've ever heard? He's trying to get
2: us to love him more.
0: It seems impossible, but I think I did just (laughs) kick it up a notch. (laughs) Hey, Aiden, hey. Hey, Aiden, hey. Oh, Aiden. Oh, you got to love that Aiden. Okay, this is from Mary. Hey, Mary, hey. Hey, Mary, hey. Oh, another fun fact. (laughs) This this is starting with fun fact. I worked with a professor at a naval academy who was great at water cooler talk. His recurring braggadocious alert was casually mentioning that he used to work in the Smarties factory in New Jersey. He said they had (laughs) huge piles of different colored piles of powders that were orange Strawberry, etc., all laid out on a cement on a cement floor on a cement cement. I say cement. Cement. Yeah. I know, and and I know. I sound cement. like a Beverly Hillbilly on a cement laid out on a cement floor, very loosey goosey. It seemed unsanitary, but I didn't care. He was the bad boy of powdered candy, and that turned me on. <laughs> I like. That. that she actually likes this did he flirt with me yes did he use his clout with smarties to impress me yes did i always fix the copier when his papers got jammed yes do i still take a few rolls of smarties out of my daughter's trick-or-treat bag for the memories you bet your sweet ass i do (laughs) wow that must be a snorkel that oh mary she's a snorkel through and through what kind of Smarties place is this where there's just piles of Smarties powder? <laughs> <What's happening? laughs>
2: Stephanie would be thrilled. She loves a, a good a Smartie? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, who doesn't? I, it's delicious. Yeah, well, something. Okay, this don't. is from Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, hey. Joe. Hey. Hey there, Tegan Cheryl. I started listening to your podcast in the very beginning. And although I don't get to contribute in the conversation, it's like visiting with two of my most favorite people for an hour. I reserve the podcast for my hour drive to work, and it makes the time fly. On a few occasions, my husband had been in the car when I was listening, and he quietly fiddles with his phone, checking emails, and seems to not be listening, or so I thought. A few days ago, we were in the car listening to another podcast, and the host mentioned an interaction he had with Tom Cruise. Out of nowhere, my husband blurted out, braggadocious alert. (laughs) Based on what I thought was indifference on his part, this caught me off guard. Now that I know you infiltrated his head, my goal is to incorporate, I'm going to puss town into his vocabulary.
2: Scram clown, I'm going to puss town.
0: (laughs) Thanks for entertaining me, Joe. Oh my God, that hurt me. Oh, that hurt me. I love that he just yells out (laughs) "Braggadocious." Oh, uh, shoot, Judy. Okay, that's it. That's it.
2: Braggadocious <laughs> alert.
0: Oh, shoot. Okay. Is there anything that you want to tell the people about the people, the Snurples? Yes, I
2: wanted to mention that I will be. They added a second show. Mm. Yes, it's a braggadocious alert.
0: Braggadocious alert. Wee, wee, wee.
2: They added a second show at the uh, in, in Boise. I'm doing a festival out there on March 24th. Or, no, I'm sorry. My birthday is March 24th. Oh. This is the day after my birthday in Boise, March 25th. There's mm. a second show that they added. And then also I will be in um, the Gulfport, Biloxi, Mississippi area mm. on April 14th. I'll be in Red Bank, New Jersey on April 20th. There's so many shows go to tignotaro.com. I'm getting ready for my next special, so I'm doing a bunch of extra shows and I'm doing some comedy clubs here and there, some theaters. I'm just I'm I'm really trying to cram in some some shows before I do my taping. So come on out. Also check out my other podcast Don't Ask Tig. Uh, which Cheryl? Yeah. Makes a great appearance Thank on Thank you
0: Tig. Thank you. What about you, Cheryl? Anything else? No, it's the it's the usual. When I've got something, I'll let you know. All right. 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 Braggados. <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of a bragados.
2: <laughs> I know, but I still wanted to wedge that in there. Cheryl? Yeah. Should we do
0: it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Ouellette, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Ouellette, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Susson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobosich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail dot com That was a Headgum Podcast.